This is The Adam Ritz Show, a public affairs talk show touching on community, health, foundations, and more. The Adam Ritz Show is underwritten by Vibonomics, an audio out-of-home advertising marketplace and audio experience company. Info at Vibonomics.com. And now, from the Vibonomics studios, please welcome your public affairs radio host, Adam Ritz. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the broadcast. My name is Adam Ritz. Joining me on the phone is Jay Baker. Hey, Jay, how you doing? I am doing great, Adam. I am looking forward to today's show. We are going to talk about public affairs, uh, maybe some charities and foundation work, uh, just hopefully some information that uh, will help this planet be a little bit of a, a better, safer place. We like to touch on uh, winter safety. Uh, we like to touch on awareness weeks and awareness months. And uh, sometimes uh, some viral things happen where you didn't see it coming, and then all of a sudden uh, something really cool happened. Uh, and that happened recently with um, Betty White, uh, America's sweetheart. Everyone was heartbroken when she passed away in uh, December, late last year. Uh, I mean, do you remember where you were that day and uh, how you felt like, no way, this she couldn't have made it just a few more weeks to her 100th birthday? Yeah, you know, famously, People Magazine apparently had put out an issue of cele- celebrating Betty White's 100th birthday, and she didn't quite make it, but she was just a couple of days away. Just a, f- a few days away, uh, and... When she, I guess, would have turned 100 years old on January 17th, uh, something uh, unexpected and viral happened uh, through social media. Some people now, apparently, I I should say, uh, Betty White had an enormous love uh, for animals and she was on a board. uh, She was a volunteer and a board member of the American Humane Society. And uh, on January 17th, what became popular was hashtag Betty White Challenge. And to memorialize and remember and honor Betty White, people were encouraged to donate $5 to a local uh, humane society or an animal shelter in their area. So this wasn't uh, a big push to get money to like one organization or one national foundation or one federal humane society. It was just sort of a hey, you know what? We love Betty White so much. Uh, Why don't you give five bucks in her honor on her, what would have been her 100th birthday, January 17th. Uh, Just give five bucks to an animal shelter near you. And this thing blew up uh, internationally, and there was so much money raised just in $5 increments. I'm sure some big wigs gave uh, hundreds and thousands of dollars, but, but for the most part, they were small donations. And I mean, a ton of money was raised for uh, animal shelters across uh, North America. Did you hear about this virality and the viral story behind this? Absolutely. In fact, uh, on Twitter, right around that event, about every fourth tweet was someone saying that they had donated to their local shelter. And then then there'd be a celebrity tweet of, you know, uh, we remember Betty White, Betty White Challenge. And as you said, the amazing outpouring of emotion. I mean, Betty White was so beloved in the celebrity community, the comedy community. I mean, she's 
been everywhere. Heck, she was married to a famous game show host, Alan Ludden. And, you know, <laughs> she's a golden girl for crying out loud. And yes, people really rose up to the Betty White challenge. And it does show you grassroots wise why something as simple as a $5 donation repeated by several people can really make a difference. On uh, Facebook uh, in Boston, Newhouse Wildlife Rescue uh, said they were blown away after $17,000 came in because of the Betty White Challenge. Uh, Here's a few more examples. Uh, Another group uh, in Boston, the MSPCA Angel, uh, they set a goal of uh, of donating 100,000 pet meals uh, to those in need of assistance during the month of January. And thanks to the donations, they were they're already able to donate over 101,000 pet meals. Uh, so, wow. so they That's reached impressive. their goal halfway through the month. Um, let's see. I want to save this one for last, but uh, there was one in Kentucky uh, that raised uh, $1,100 in like 10 minutes. Uh, you know, in the last count, they have raised more than thirty thousand uh, dollars. Have been donated to their uh, local animal protection group. Uh, and then here's one in Georgia: Fur Kids, a dog shelter in Alpharetta, Georgia, received over ten thousand dollars in donations from the Betty White Challenge. And then I mentioned this was international, and in North America, in Calgary, our great uh, friends and neighbors to the. To the north, Calgary, the Calgary Humane Society tweeted, I'll just quote the whole tweet here. We're speechless. As of right now, we've raised $91,845.81 and counting with the Betty White Challenge. Thank you for your support. We know Betty White would be proud. What a legacy. Please visit calgaryhumane.ca and click the hashtag Betty White Challenge banner to donate. So almost ninety-two grand to the Calgary Humane Society because of people uh, in their love and respect uh, and to honor Betty White in her life. Yeah, that's impressive. And you can imagine these are major portions of their you know, fund funding over the course of probably an entire year. They just got a year's worth of funding out of this, so good for them. Now, we'll uh, try to do a follow-up report on this to see if there is a account. Let's say at uh, the end of January, maybe maybe uh, early February, we can kind of put a tie a ribbon on this thing and uh, say the Betty White Challenge 2022 is maybe unofficially over just to see how much money was raised internationally. Because you've got to count every single a humane society and dog shelter in every little burg town and ville that that may have gotten eight hundred dollars or 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 eighty thousand dollars. I mean, all that adds up in a, a viral campaign like this. I mean, it could be uh, well into the millions or tens of millions of dollars uh, once this thing is finally unofficially or officially over. And we'll try to find out what that number is and report it back to you uh, at the end of January, maybe as late as mid February. So if I don't uh, look into that, Jay, remind me, and uh, maybe you will too. Well, I'll put our crack research staff on it. Those guys will do it. They'll get a number for us for absolute certain sure. And I'm thinking to myself, there's got to be some humane society, like in some far-flung outpost up in North Dakota, that didn't realize that Betty White had passed. And all of a sudden, they go and check 
donations. And it's like they went from $10 <laughs> of donations over the past month to 10000 you know. You know, that is so true. Not only did they not know the Betty White Challenge was happening, they, they might be so podunk that they don't know who Betty White even was. You know, they, well, they never heard of yeah. her. And all of a sudden, yeah. you're right, last 2021, their total donations was uh, was $82. And now yes. for uh, the month of January 2022, they've received uh, $11,000. <laughs> <laughs> who is this Betty White? Yeah, we love her, whoever Betty she White, is. But we love her, absolutely. Oh well, uh, I was looking through some old notes that I wanted to get to because we got so busy over the holidays. But this was a fun note. Bill's fans donated over $20,000 to a visual impairment charity in Buffalo thanks to uh, their uh, being really upset. They blamed the blind referees missing a pass interference call during their loss to Tampa Bay in the late <laughs> fall. So so they turned a negative into a positive. So, yes. Uh, <laughs> and you and I know one of our favorite costumes is always the uh, vision-impaired referee. The, yeah, if you're, if you're uh, planning ahead we, for Halloween. In fact, I've been to a Halloween party with the Jay Baker, and uh, your costume was a referee shirt, the black and white stripes, and uh, a cane uh, with sunglasses because obviously <laughs> yeah. the refs can't see. The refs cannot see. Uh, the PGA Tour recognized uh, an organization known as Warm Place, W-A-R-M Place, as the number one nonprofit on the 2021 PGA Tour. We've talked about the fact that golf uh, both actively and passively, has been absolutely amazing at raising funds for nonprofits. This particular uh, nonprofit is based in Fort Worth. Uh, they provide grief support for children and teens, and it's through the Charles Schwab Challenge at the Colonial Country Club in Fort Worth. They've raised $150 million dollars in the last 20 years for this charity and the pga said yep this is our nonprofit of the year that was for the calendar year 2021 and uh for those of you in the fort worth area the next big uh charles schwab challenge is going to be on may 26 2022 but that's impressive the amount of money that can be raised through golf one hundred fifty million dollars over the last twenty years. Yeah, that, that truly over the is last amazing. Twenty years, just and an then my number. Uh, my other old note, Adam Carmel, Indiana, was recognized uh, by the New York Post as a Christmas destination. <laughs> they have a they have a, a an outdoor market called uh, Chris Kindle Mart. It's a European market with fifty vendors, features ice skating. And uh, this is considered to be one of 10 uh, Christmas destinations in America. And, of course, you know, I'm sure it's all disassembled now. But I thought that that was pretty cool because you don't expect the great Midwest to have a uh, something that people would flock to. We will uh, we'll definitely put that on the list and, uh, and make sure we, we do a, another follow-up report uh, on these uh, great American treasures, hidden gems as we like to call them. Uh, now you're, you're fairly clo- 
you're fairly close to Carmel. Did you go to this over the Christmas holiday? Uh, you know what? I uh, I did. I did uh, attend the what they call the Chris Kendall Mart uh, Market, I believe. Yeah, I, it's I, kind of hard to say. I think it's kind of German. So you know, it is German, and I say it wrong every time because uh, easier in my head, I just call it the Chris Kringle Mart because Chris Kringle is uh, Santa Claus. You know, it's the Chris Kringle I, I, Mart. But that's I not like correct. Your simplicity. It's, yes. the, it's the Chris Kendall Mart or Market. Chris Kendall, and uh, you know, I even though uh, my last name is German, I don't know what that means, but I know who Chris Kringle is. <laughs> sure. So I, I'm going to go with Chris Kringle Mart. <laughs> Chris would give it the thumbs up, and it has what men of a certain age and I put myself squarely in that category. It features ice skating, which equals for a guy like me hip injury correct absolutely (laughs) well the red cross is in critical need of blood they announced that this is the lowest supply that the red cross has experienced in about 10 years this is an interesting fact the red cross actually supplies 40 percent of the blood used in america so yeah, they are still a, a key player. People don't always realize, you know, their influence. Uh, but uh, part of the problem, they said, has been hospital lack of staff. COVID issues have all contributed to this lack of blood. And they are uh, urging people to go to their website. Here's another thing about blood. It has a shelf life. And I guess that's a duh for you know for a non-biological guy like myself but you think you know that if somebody gave blood as long as it was properly refrigerated well you know it could stay in there for five years or whatever but uh blood has to be uh, used uh fairly quickly and that's contributed to the problem as well you know that you shelf get, wouldn't that the blood would last longer if they put it in one of those yeti coolers i mean those things they keep <laughs> they keep ice for weeks Yeti, they're miraculous. <laughs> I think it, it literally, they're using a Yeti cooler to keep the polar ice cap uh, intact. That's right. <laughs> the world's biggest Yeti. Uh, you can go to all one word, redcrossblood.org, redcrossblood.org, to arrange a time where you can uh, go to one of their local blood centers and donate, and you might get a cookie out of the deal. Very good. And To sweeten the pot a little bit, uh, the NFL got involved with the Red Cross, and they're giving away a Super Bowl trip to someone who donates blood during the month of January. Ooh. (laughs) So there you go. That is quite the carrot. And you figure if the NFL is doing it, it's going to be good tickets. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, the uh, NFL is not going to let you uh, sit in the end zone, you know, row GG. They're going to take care of you. Yeah, the NFL section, uh, the tickets they keep uh, aside for themselves and promotions like this, those will be great seats. And, you know, I don't know if you're familiar with Super Bowl uh, ticketing, but even the worst seat at a Super Bowl is it goes for $10,000. Yeah, maybe it's I'm way It's at least $5,000 for the worst seat in the house at a Super Bowl. Yeah, they uh, they go pretty crazy. It's still the world's greatest sporting event. Well, this was a little embarrassing and possibly funny all at the same time. 
the Missouri State Highway Patrol sent out a statewide alert. And you probably have noticed with your own cell phone, you'll get an occasional alert from somewhere inside your state. If there's an amber alert or a silver alert or some type of uh, emergency involving the weather. Mm -hmm. Well, in the state of Missouri, they sent out a statewide alert uh, regarding Gotham City, Missouri, and to be on the lookout for a purple and green 1978 Dodge. Ironically, this was the same car that the Joker used in the 1989 Batman movie. And there is no Gotham City, Missouri. However, Gotham City, famously known as where our good friend Batman hails from. Of course. Yeah. So is this was this a scam or a... Well, they sent out a statewide alert. They (laughs) think that somebody was testing the uh, software and the software that originates these alerts. And apparently there's either pull-down menus or boxes you check. And I'm guessing that they decided, you know, I'm going to type in this fairly innocuous message. They obviously were a Batman fan. But but it got sent out all across the state of Missouri. <laughs> and I guess the good news is, you know, it wasn't profanity-laden or it wasn't politically incorrect or whatever. So, you know, while, yes, uh, the state regrets the error and is looking into it, at least no one was harmed. Well, except the Joker, possibly. So if I get uh, an EBS alert, that says, be aware and on the lookout for a 13-foot-tall purple man named Thanos. I should just consider that a, a test, that there was some software engineer uh, just running a test to see if the messaging worked. And if, in just fact, indeed, test. it did work. It did. <laughs> and I guess if your state has a Gotham City, you know, you won't know whether it's a joke or not. But I looked, uh, there are apparently no Gotham cities uh, in the United States. Now, the the software engineer that sent that test out, he is an absolute movie freak because I, I'm a decent movie guy. And if you ask me, what what, what kind of car did uh, did Jack Nicholson drive in the Batman movie? I, I would not have known it was a, what was it, a 1968 purple Chrysler? It was a 1978 Dodge purple and green, which is a great paint scheme. Yeah, well, maybe I could have guessed the paint scheme on the Joker's car, but I don't know if I would have picked a, a 1978 Dodge. That guy is a movie <laughs> geek. That's a guy that likes movies perhaps a little too much. <laughs> uh, kind of a sad note, Adam, the world's oldest man died at the age of 112. He lived in Spain. His name was Saturino Garcia. He passed, uh, this is per Guinness, passed the record in September of 2021. So in September of 2021, he became the oldest living man on the planet. But sadly, he did pass away of natural causes. His secret to a long life, this is his quote, don't hurt anyone. Well, okay. Simple, simple, but effective. Uh, This is probably spoken by a man who didn't have an active Twitter account. So don't hurt anyone. (laughs) It's just good advice for a long life and just a whole host of reasons. Well, that gives me hope because I think I've gone a whole week without hurting anybody, uh, without something stupid I said or uh, or accidentally inadvertently did. 
Uh, I'm going to try to keep this streak going because I'd like to see 112. I just turned yeah, 52. And wow, so I'm, you've got a few years to go. I'm, I'm getting close to the age where I can't say I'm halfway to blank. Because that was that's one of my things with my kids. I always do when you know when they turn 21. I'm like, hey, you're halfway to 42, and you know, I'm 52 now. I'm halfway to 104. Now that's you know not impossible. It could happen. No. Uh, so this gentleman on his 56th birthday, people were saying, hey, you're halfway to 112, right? <laughs> and, he, and he made yeah. it. Uh, so said, I guess I'm gonna make it. Yeah. And if he's the world's oldest man, I guess for everybody listening that's 57 or older, you're you're not making it. <laughs> you're not gonna be. A, you're not halfway to 114. Sorry. No, only one person can hold the record at any given time. <laughs> well, here's kind of a new take on fundraising. You know, we've always talked about golf outings. We've talked about the amazing amounts of money raised at golf events, uh, but they have taken a look in the fundraising world that they may not be engaging younger donors. So believe it or not, the video game world is so gigantic that video games and video game live streaming were significant contributors to charities in the last couple of years. And in fact, in 2020 alone, Twitch streamers, donated $83 million to charities. That is so good to hear because, you know, uh, the old man, the, the get off my lawn old man that I am now at age 52, uh, part of me believes that uh, video gaming is such a, a young man's game and a waste of time. So to hear that these streamers and gamers have donated that much money, that is fantastic to hear. Yeah, it's impressive, and you, I, I wouldn't have believed it myself, but a big thing that's uh, coming through with this live streaming is people are watching expert players play certain video games, that there's uh, an actual, you know, uh, I don't know what's the thing uh, that I'm trying to say here. There's a, a demand for people to watch expert gamers play certain like if you watch me play a game uh, you know it'd be five minutes of disappointment but for the really good player there's a demand for it there is a new documentary out about this phenomenon and it's called i think uh, how would you say this it's k-a-i-z-o i'm kind of thinking it's like kazo I, I was gonna say kaizo k-a-i-z-o kaizo yeah kaizo uh, you can go see this documentary at kaizofilm.com. So that's K-A-I-Z-O film.com. But an interesting phenomena and one that has raised lots of money. How much money was engaging. that again? Uh, well, this was just based on Twitch live streaming. They raised $83 million to charities <laughs> during the year of 2020. That's that's unbelievable, and you think about it's a significant amount. You know the amount of people that are gaming or streaming or watching TikTok or whatever else is such a larger number than uh, what we're used to in the broadcast media business. Being an audience like let's just say the the final audience that watched the Who Shot Jr. episode of Dallas uh, was an enormous audience. The final episode of Mash. It, that was an yes. enormous audience. Those audiences really aren't that big compared to um, the top 10 influencers on TikTok right now. 
uh, or or the amount of people that are that are streaming uh, video and, and watching video games right now. Uh, right. Those, those are that's such an, an enormous piece of the planet. And if those people pull together and donate some money to charity, that's a significant amount of money. And like look back to uh, maybe the the season finale of Love Boat. And if 20 million people watched that episode, there wasn't one person that, that during that episode donated money to charity. Uh, there was yeah, no, po- no there, there was wasn't. no there was no call for it. There was no call to action to hey, while you watch the final episode here of of Julian Captain Stubing and Gopher, why don't you donate it some money to blank blank and blank? Uh, the and way these 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 games these streaming gamers, if there's a link on the screen to donate to their charity of or their cause. Uh, and these people streaming and watching can do that easily with digitally with a click of a button. That's where your eighty-three million dollars comes into play. That's amazing. Well, we've said you know that uh, social media can be used for tremendous good, like in the Betty White challenge, and then it can be wonderfully, sadly destructive. But you're right; there is a lot of good in our world, and I think it's interesting with charity. I think. Certainly from us doing this show, I think that there's a human nature to be charitable. If you hear of somebody having a need, I think people like stepping up. Yeah, for sure. People want to help. People like to help. Absolutely. Absolutely. Here's something interesting for people that are trying to eat a little healthier. Plant-based options uh, in fast food. McDonald's is working with a... A uh, new product to create the Mick plant, a veggie burger. The <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mick plant. If they don't have Robert Plant from Led Zeppelin be the <laughs> spokesperson for the Mick plant, then some, something is wrong with their marketing department. Does uh, anyone believe in veggies? <laughs> <laughs> Where's the confounded? vegetable burger (laughs) let's get him Uh, out there that is Uh, almost uh i don't know if that's appetizing or not i'm not uh if i see plant you know plant-based meat i don't know if i'm into that but uh do you do you have any vegans in your household or uh close to your heart is that something they'd want uh, the mcplant from mcdonald's you know i don't have any uh vegans in the immediate family circle but a couple of vegetarians. I don't know how people eat vegan. That seems so – they've taken some of the fun out of it. I know I could get in trouble for saying that you know, because this is a national show. But, you know, it's like you can't have an egg or some cheese. I mean, come on. You know, cheese omelet is America's perfect health food. <laughs> Well, I'm, you know what? I'm putting on uh, on Twitter and Facebook, I'm going to put a call out to uh, Robert Plant's publicist to contact McDonald's to promote the, the new McPlant sandwich. McPlant. Uh, Absolutely. And see, if, see if that goes as viral as the Betty White Challenge. Also uh, involved in this is KFC. They ran several ads for a new product they're going to have called Beyond Fried Chicken. And it's Beyond beyond burger but it's been processed as chicken instead of burger so it's from beyond food so that's why it's called beyond fried chicken but it's plant-based fried chicken and they initially rolled this out in some test markets down in texas and the carolinas and it sold out immediately 
And so they feel that nationwide, people will probably enjoy KFC Beyond Fried Chicken. That is, uh, you know, I, I'm old school. I'll stick with my original recipe. Uh, in the in the <laughs> secret, what is it? The eleven uh, herbs and spices, uh, right? And the secret ingredients. Top secret. Yeah, it's top secret. Nobody knows. Not even at the Kentucky Louisville Kentucky headquarters. They don't know what's in that chicken. Uh, I just want chicken to be in my fried chicken. <laughs> <laughs> it's so secret you shouldn't have even brought it up that's how secret it is <laughs> now of course there's a good friend of ours that loves taco bell and as much as i love taco bell they don't have any immediate plans for plant-based tacos thank goodness the world hasn't gone completely crazy <laughs> oh my gosh now when taco bell comes out with their Plant-based taco meat. Uh, maybe we know the the, the shark has uh, has jumped the tank there. <laughs> well, we do know somebody we can send in to uh, test. You know whether the plant-based taco is as tasty and delicious as the regular taco. And we will send him in. Uh, Taylor. Speaking of Taylor, he's the uh, producer of this show, uh, and he is uh, he has breakfast and lunch every day. At the bell. In fact, Jay, yesterday uh, I texted him on the way to the studio and I said, hey, I'm, I feel like a burger. You want to head out for a burger when I get into the studio? And, and he said, if you would have texted me five seconds earlier, I would have met you. But I'm, I literally just paid for my Taco Bell. <laughs> so there you go. More interesting stuff from the Adam Rich Show. We want to thank you for listening. All of our shows are in on-demand podcast form on our website. If you'd like to check out the shows from the past, it's adamritzshow.com. The Adam Ritz Show is recorded live in studio at the Vibonomics Worldwide Headquarters. Learn more about the Vibonomics Audio Out-of-Home Marketplace at vibonomics.com. For information on this broadcast, including past on-demand episodes, interview submissions, and syndication contacts, visit adamritzshow.com.